Cup Talk. I'm Nick. And I'm Benny. Oh, man, it has been some time. It's been busy times and not a lot of time in the studio recording. So here we are. It's a wonderful, what is today, Tuesday? Can't keep the day straight anymore, but it's Tuesday. Tuesday. You want to know what you want to thought about today? We should do it at 2 o'clock. It's 2.22. It's almost two o'clock, but uh, but I uh, know what I thought about is uh, someone said, oh, "What's today's date?" I'm like, oh, just write two for a while. <laughs> this is a Mitch Hedberg joke where he's like, "I want my number to be two, 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 two. That way, when someone says, "What's your number?" say, "Just press two for a while." <laughs> so if you're looking to what how to you know what today's date is, just write two for a while. <laughs> but yeah, so we are here um, back in the studio. I've been on the road, I feel like, every weekend. Um, Benny's been holding down the fort with the men's league team. And, you know, just, you know, no, 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 no. Just adjust it right there. Just adjust. No, 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 no. You Just your mic part. <laughs> there you go. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Benny's just doing a little mic adjustments. But, uh, yeah, so I've been on the road with Alexi and doing the youth hockey thing. Ben's been, you know, holding down the fort with the Welcome to Cup Talk team. Um We've had some success, but not like real success. We haven't we haven't lost any games. We are undefeated this year. <laughs> this year, <laughs> but do we? Oh, we have one win. We have one win. Yeah, we do have one win. One win, two ties, three ties, three ties in a row, and then a win. No, no, two two ties, one win, and another yeah, tie. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't lost in a while, but. We've only won one game, but I hate tying. So what, what? tying, everyone walks out feeling like a loser. <laughs> no, no, no. When you tie, it's it's last goal wins. That, that's who win. That's who won the game. Is the last goal. That's that's who won in that game. Because you know, if you tied and you were the team that was up, you feel like you lost. But if you tied and you were the team that was down, you feel like you won. It's true. It is, that is true. That is true. So yeah. So last goal wins is the is the winner of the tie games. So, yeah, and got another game this weekend, which, pfft, surprise, surprise, I won't be there because I'll be Infernal. <laughs> I'm putting on the pads. No, just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of pads, me and Ben are actually in, embarking on a new journey, all right? It just has to do with pads and journey, and stay tuned. And yeah. You're going to want one. You're going to want one. That's it. So, yeah, we're... We're embarking on a new journey about pads. <laughs> but uh, so Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So let's just, I mean, we got a lot to talk about. So, I mean, what's been going on with you, Benny? Anything surprising? Su- surprising? <laughs> no, not much that's surprising. Just getting a puppy next month. That's about as surprising as we're getting. <laughs> you got the name for the dog already? Luna. That's, Luna. Luna is what we settled on. I feel like Luna's the name of a dog, like on a hockey. Like, is that the St. Louis Blues dog's name? No, Luna. Was Luna? No, it was Layla was the girl. Yeah, Layla. Layla. Okay, Luna, Layla. It's close. But, all right, still, that'd be cool if that was a story about it. But, you know, because I know Danielle's a big St. Louis fan. So. I know, right? <laughs> so that would have been cool. But Luna, I guess that's cool. Why Why Luna? Is there is there any specific reason? Just like it? I think Danielle's a big Harry Potter fan from oh, Harry Potter. So okay, okay. Harry it, Potter. <clears throat> it'll be a hockey pup. <laughs> it'll be a hockey pup. Yeah, get him out there catching pucks, you know, doing all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I've been on the road youth hockey, and I plan to, like, me, Autumn, or me and Benny, I've planned to do these podcasts, like, every week. But 
you know, you get home on Sunday from being on the road and then you're just recouping, trying to get the house back in order. The house is a bomb mess and you got hockey practice every night. It feels like. And so, and then before you know it, it's Thursday and you're heading out Friday morning. So yeah, we did a salmon, which was amazing as usual. Like it's just magical experience, you know, just, and like everyone who hasn't done salmon just thinks, Oh, salmon, that sounds terrible driving six hours to a remote city in the mountains. And it's actually a really nice drive. It's not that hard of a drive. It's mostly flat. It is, I mean, it's back, you know, two-lane highway for part of it and stuff. But it's it's not bad. I mean. It's not bad unless it's snowing. Yeah, if it's snowing and, like, us, it snowed that morning. So there was a, just a couple places where, like, the wind had blown the snow over the, over the roads. And that was only, like, sketchy places. But. Other than that, it was pretty easy drive in. Um, had a blast, a lot of fun with the teams and stuff. And um, Lexi's friends, Hunter's team, won the championship. Um, and that was fun. We stayed and watched that game. It was actually against the Utah Grizzlies and the Mustangs. So two Utah teams went up there. I think Park City actually took third also. So we were the only ones that didn't, you know. But it was, it was fun, though, because... We, we lost a lot. Of, we had a kind of a we had a good schedule. That's what I would call it. We didn't have really any easy games, We but we just had some good games. And we won, We lost two games we probably should have won. And But what made it exciting is, like, there's the, like, point. I mean, there's, like, the tiebreakers. And you don't want to play in the 6 o'clock game. And we knew we weren't going to be in the 6 o'clock game. Like, that's what you're playing for, like, placement, is how early you're going to play. And so, like, you want to hit the sweet spot. Like, if you play for the championship... It's almost bearable because you got to wait till the afternoon, but that means you got to play a championship and then drive home, usually in the dark. So it's catch twenty two. So salmon's a good you know tournament to take right in the middle. <laughs> you know you don't you don't want to be first, you don't want to be last, you just want to play at ten a.m. You just want to have a good tournament. <laughs> so, but uh, we we weren't in the seven o'clock game. I mean the six o'clock game, but there was a potential we'd be in the seven o'clock game, but there was a tiebreaker, and it ended up going to. Goal differential, and we pulled up, and it was the last goal game of the of the night, and we went up there because I was playing in the men's game later in that night, which also was probably the funnest, like, just pickup hockey game I've ever played in. But, um, so, oh, where was I? So we roll up and watching this game, and I'm like, if this team doesn't score a goal, then, we, then we're playing at 7 a.m. And then, bam, they scored a goal in the last minute, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> There's a tie. There's a chance. There's a chance. And so I ran into the the snack shack where they're divvying up the points and deciding who's going to play where. And I was like, what's the tiebreaker? Like, well, goals, it's goals against. That's what it is, goals against. And they let one more in. So they tied. We tied in goals against. And I'm like, what's the tiebreaker? And they're like, "Um, penalty minutes. And And we beat them in penalty minutes. So that's good. So I'm less penalty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was great. Um, we did play the salmon team, which was a hard battle. We lost by one. Um, I, so here, here's the thing: we played salmon that weekend, and then we played them um, two weeks later in Idaho Falls. And there was a questionable. Lexi got checked, like full on checked, and that was okay. She got back up. They called the check, and then right after that, she got like one kid like like lifted her stick and like twisted her. And, and then the other kid just came in and blindsided her. And so she went down. I thought she was done for. Like, she doesn't lay on the ice very much. But she laid on the ice. 
Um, she got off. She she also said she was like freezing, but I think it was a combination of just everything. She said her head was okay. I mean, that's always the concern. And so we got some hand warmers. We got a heater on the bench. Tyson came to the you know the <laughs> rescue with this heater. Got her cooking on the bench. She got back in the game, and unfortunately, they came up short by one goal. And then we played. So salmon, whatever we play, we go we go two and two. We end up winning our last game, which is in a tournament. If you win your last game, it's a good tournament. If you mm-hmm. lose your last game, it's like oh man, you know. So we won that last game. Um, I think we ended up in like fifth place. That's what it was for. Yeah, fifth because fourth and yeah. So we we ended up getting fifth, and which was right in the middle of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> and so. We next weekend we had some games here at home. It was it was a good weekend. There was some stupid COVID stuff that we dealt with. Um, so glad that stuff's on the tail end of being over. Um, and then the next weekend we went to Idaho Falls, which also was a blast. But we went back to Idaho and we played salmon again. And I was like, all right, you know, hopefully they don't play dirty again, you know. And sure enough. Lexi's in the corner, battling for a puck. Dude comes in flying, stick down like it's like a flathead shovel. He's like, and he just boom shovels her feet from out from under her. She falls back, hits hits her butt, hits her head, and so we pulled her out of the game. And she was a mess. And the game was at that point they were like down or no, they was tied zero zero. So she comes out of the game and and uh, you know. I feel like, okay, okay, fool me, you know, great Michael Scott said, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, strike three. (laughs) So that's kind of where I'm at with this Salmon team. Super nice coaches, though, and I talked to them a little bit, just not about that, but, and I I joked about in Salmon, actually, said, so did you guys tell him to go after number 17? Not knowing, I don't think he knew that was my daughter. We had talked a lot, but I don't know if he knew that was my daughter. And he's like, nah, you know, like kind of joking it off. But, and then it happened again. So a little bit mad after that one. And we play them again in two weeks. So here in Salt Lake and Idaho refs let a lot of stuff go. And so after Lexi got hurt in Idaho Falls that the next two weekends later, um, Autumn lost it. I was over, you know, by the benches, which if you've played the Idaho Falls rink, you know, there's like a foot of clearance between the wall and, like, where the benches are on the glass. So, like, to, like, talk to the other bench, you have to, like, because we were on the far bench, you either have to, like, go onto the opposing player's bench and walk behind them, or you just have to, like, look past 30 kids, you know, those heads and stuff. And so I was trying to get their attention, and they said, hey, Lexi's coming off. So they sent her off. I walked down. But apparently while I was uh, um, talking or trying to figure out what was going on with Lex and see if she was okay, um, a mom came over and yelled at Autumn. And we're not sitting by, like, the crowd. There's, like, on the, I don't know what you call it, the right side of the rink, there's the, like, there's two bleachers and some other benches, and that's where everyone sits. But we were sitting around the other corner um, just because Autumn can't see, you know, above the, you know, there's not a place where she can see very well. So we watched it over here by ourselves. And she was pretty mad. She kind of banged on the glass. And so that's ridiculous, you know, like, that was dirty, you know, like, we got to start calling. No, no penalty on the play, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and yeah. so and so she was just, you know, she's being a mom. She's pissed. A mom from the Salmon team walked over and told her that 
the kids are good kids. And she said, I'm not saying they're not good kids. I think these are all great kids, but we just need to not hurt each other. Like that's, that's crossing the line, you know, and this has happened twice in two times. We've played you to my daughter, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's where autumn's coming from. And this mom is just like telling her off and, and autumn's like, you came over here to talk to me. Like go away. Like (laughs) you don't need to come over and talk to me. And then the mom, as she's walking, I was like, well, you just, you just might, or, uh, <laughs> I got mixed up. I can't talk here, but she's like, you must just be new to hockey. And Autumn <laughs> was like, yep, that's it. That's it. You know, <laughs> and just walked off and Tyson was just laughing too. And, and so the, we ended up playing in the championship game because we tied that game against Salmon mm-hmm. and we had the tiebreaker. Oh, nice. So it was another goals against average. And so we we won that tiebreaker. So another tournament, we won the tiebreaker. So we ended up playing the championship against Lexi's friends team, the Mustangs. And they ended up winning. And they're a great team. They really are. And hats off to them. And like Lexi, like every tournament we go to that they're at, we stay at the same hotel, it seems like. And she just hangs out with that team. (laughs) And so it's becoming fun. Even though she's on the losing end, usually this is a... I guess the third time we've lost them in a we it's this it's the second time we lost second place to them. But the third time we've lost them in the tournament that like put us out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's 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 been a hard road playing them, but it's fun. I think it's great for the kids and that Mustangs team, their hats off to them, their coaches, everything. They're just a good team. And and so it was a good tournament after all, you know, it was fun. We got second place, which seems like, you know, that's what we were always doing. And then, um, which I know Falls is a sweet, it's a crappy rink, but I love those crappy rinks. Like just the, the tin can with a rink in it, you know, they actually had three outdoor rinks, which I thought was awesome. No boards, no nothing, just a couple benches and yeah, you know yeah, some nets yeah. and stuff out there, box nets. And so, and then the next weekend we went to Arizona with Lady Grizzlies. Which, no outdoor rinks, just asphalt. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just asphalt rinks, you know. The rink we played at, like, so that they have the, their girls' team down there is the Kachinas, you know, the mm-hmm. Coyotes, whatever. And they play the Coyote, like, Community Center, which is the home of the Kachinas. And, like, like the slots throughout the day, there's, like, ten slots, like, Kachinas, 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 Kachinas. And some... You know, like they had a pride event, you know, or some pride event game that night. So basically, they own the rink and they get all the ice they want. And yeah, those yeah. girls were like, they were good. And you could tell they worked a lot as a team and stuff. And we played two different teams. Our team only scored three goals. Um, Lexi came away with the goal and assist. So hats off to her. That was the first trip that she's made with them. Um, being that they're an early, uh, older team and they invited her to come play, and that was a lot of fun. It was a good experience for her. And I think the girls played really well. I think the score didn't reflect really how well they played. Um, so that was a super fun weekend. And, oh, we, we had a, a brunch. That was the best part about this whole, <laughs> this whole like, thing to Arizona was a brunch on Saturday with the Kachinas. And it was the it was it was fun because it was like out you know it was out of the rink you know it was all the parents just hanging out, it's it's warm outside it's it's morning it's not too hot and stuff, and uh, they had a spread they had some drinks and stuff, and then like people were eating and then like ten minutes later, someone would bring something new you know like someone brought like fried chicken and like one of the dads was like 
where the fried chicken show up? I'm like, I just brought it, you know? And then you're hanging out, eating, and then, like, some, like, these, like, fruit skewers show up. And they're like, oh, man, when do those show up? I'm like, oh, they just showed up. And then someone shows up. And I had a bagel, which was, like, uh, it was probably, like, your your grocery store bagel, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then someone showed up with this, like, brown paper bag full of bagels, and they just looked even better. And then someone, ten minutes later, showed up with another box of bagels. And these ones, dude, I had a uh, pumpernickel um Bagel, bagel, bagel. That's I was thinking donut, but it's not donut. Bagel. It's and a savory it, donut. Yeah, and it was the best pumpernickel donut bagel I've ever had. Like I love a good pepper. Jeez, I cannot speak today. I love a good pumpernickel. <laughs> pumpernickel bagel. No, a pumpernickel bagel. And dude, it was the best pumpernickel bagel I've ever had. And like Brooks likes to eat whatever I'm eating. So he wanted one too, and I was so glad he wanted one too because he only took like three bites, and I got to finish the rest of it. So win win. So I just pounded a couple, you know, a couple sodas in the the parking lot and a couple bagels. This brunch seems to me like it's like you know, do I wait for what potentially is better, or do I eat what now is good? Uh. Yeah, you just you just wait and see. And like we were there for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. I could have hung out there all day. I, I was hoping we would have, but the kids wanted to go back and swim and stuff. And, of course, we had – and then that night, the best the best part of this whole uh, – I, I mean, I said that was the best part. But one of the funniest parts was the the team snap. You know, they were talking about what to do for dinner. They wanted to get together and get pizza. And one of the moms um, was like, we're going to get um, Olive Garden for the team, you know, so – We'll, we'll just do Olive Garden, and, you know, if you want some, you can pitch in and stuff. Or, you know, bring something. We're going to do it back at the hotel lobby. And and that's great because Lexi's favorite thing is Olive Garden, you know. And so we told her after before that game, I was like, Lex, if we I, I told the coach, I was like, you tell her that if she scores a goal, we're all getting Olive Garden. And, like, that was their joke, you know. And I told Lexi that in the car. She's like, really? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> if you score, we're getting off guard. And then their coaches in the locker room were even joking about it. I was like, Lex, if you score, we're getting off guard. And she, sure enough, she scored that game. And, like, it was like she, just, she just won the Stanley Cup. So, oh, my gosh, it was a blast. And so we all got our off guard. And there was so much freaking food. And I love those hotel lobby, like, hangouts after games and stuff. Those are my favorite of, like, tournaments. And, yeah, so that was last weekend. And then this last week, uh, two weekends ago, <laughs> and this last weekend, geez, we're already 19 minutes into this, and I've only talked about youth hockey tournaments. <laughs> but, uh, so this last weekend, though, it was it was here in Provo, and we, it was nice, but they didn't have enough, like, A-team sign-ups, so, like, it was we're a B team, so it was three B teams, three A teams, but each you know team had to play one of the other divisions. So um, we ended up uh, losing our first three games. <laughs> it's a good start, but we still got into the. You still get a, a into the semis because only mm-hmm. three, you know, and so um, one team got a buy into Monday day's game, and we played Sunday night and like. The 24 hours that was that day was, like, such a whirlwind of, like, emotions and, like, just everything. Because, I mean, we play the Provo team at, like, 940 or something. And then we lose to them 4 nothing, whatever. 
And so after that game, we drove all the way home because we had some stuff we had to do. So drove all the way home from Provo, and then we got to drive back a couple hours later. But sometimes those tournament weekends that are close to home, like you end up just like hanging out, doing nothing, and like just spending money on mm-hmm. stuff you don't need to spend money on. Oh, there's so. people you don't like, you don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> no, just I mean you're like you're like looking for stuff to do to just waste time. So no, that's what you end I'm, up doing. I'm just quoting the quote from Fight Club: <laughs> oh. um, buy, buy stuff for people you don't care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we we drove all the way home. We got some stuff done here at, ha- at home. We drove back, and it was kind of one of those things like, okay, well we're driving back for the game. You know, if we win, that's great. We got to play in the championship. But if we lose, then we don't got to drive back here tomorrow morning. <laughs> and it was supposed to snow. You know everything. So it was it was a win win situation. <laughs> I felt like, <laughs> and the game ended up being one of the best games I've seen from this team all year. I mean, especially because we just lost this team for nothing to we, we tied it. I mean, it was one, it was one, zero, one, one, two, 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 one. Lexi scores a shorty to tie two, two, um, third period, no score, go to overtime. And it's just like, it's, it's one of those games where like, you know, like your heart's beating the whole time. And then we go to overtime, and I just thought, it, overtime, it's anyone's game, but their goalie is really good. He kind of robbed Lexi earlier in the day, actually, with a nice glove save. And we're, we're just exchanging, you know, drives down the ice, and then Lexi gets back on for a second shift in overtime with a minute left. And she ends up still in the puck, you know, getting a turnover in the neutral zone, takes it in. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. This is usually where Lexi shoots, and it just ends up hitting the goalie. And she put it in the net, and I've never screamed that loud. I think at a youth hockey game, but I was stoked. <laughs> and so, you know, that was – we're on cloud nine. We're going to the championship. We don't care if we got to come back tomorrow morning. All the teams getting hotel rooms down there in Provo. And we're like, well – sleeping in our own bed. Our friends are with us, so, like... And then I even thought about calling Morgan and, like, going and staying at her house (laughs) because she said, if you guys need anything, call me up. So we thought about that, but the Lexi's, you know, friend Hunter and his family, the Barktles, they came down and were supporting her. And so, of course, Lexi's like, we're like, what do you want to do, Lex? You're on cloud nine, got two goals, OT winner. Like, we got to celebrate. GWG. (laughs) And guess what? What what do you think she wants? Stay down there. No. No. Olive Garden. Oh, Olive Garden. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I see. <laughs> and so we're like, should we just like get some to go and just take it back to the house, eat it? I mean, and she's like, no, I want to go there. I'm like, okay, we'll go there. So we're like, well, it's just going late. And, you know, we both got to drive all the way back anyways. So um, then we get stuck behind that terrible accident the other night. Then we literally were like 10 cars behind the accident. And like, Man, what a night! What a what a buzzkill of the night! And then I I text Lexi like right after we we're stuck in traffic before we knew that we were gonna be there for three more hours. I was like, "Where are you guys?" Like thinking they're gonna be behind us, you know, in traffic. And they're like, and then Lexi calls me like a like two minutes later. Is like, "Where are you guys?" I'm like, "We're stuck in traffic. Where are you?" And she's like, "Oh, we're at Olive Garden." I'm like, "What? How'd you guys get past us?" And she's like. Well, Tyson made some stops or something. They took a wrong turn. I don't know. Ended up benefiting him. You know? <laughs> yeah. P like break, it. I think, or something. And and so they got a thing on the freeway that says take Legacy. And so they went to Legacy. They went 
And they went to Olive Garden. They went back to our house. They got in the hot tub. <laughs> you know, Tyson, shout out. We, we had like everybody over the night before too. Like the them, Mark came over. We all ate dinner. So like, dude, the kitchen was a mess. Tyson does the dishes. Shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> Good friends, good friends. Uh, that's what you need in life is good friends. But uh, so we end up sitting there for a half hour. Like me and Autumn are just like, oh my gosh, tonight's the best night ever. And we sat there for three hours and like, tonight sucks. <laughs> Who doesn't love to sit in traffic? And the funny, the like the irony, I don't know if it's called irony or whatever, the ironic thing of it, it was that the, the accident was caused by someone going backwards on the freeway. And how we ended up getting out of there that night was turning our car around and going backwards on the freeway, <laughs> backwards over the on-ramp to, like, from 215 to I-15, backwards all the way down to 215, where it was closed, and they had to pull a U-turn, where there's a no U-turn sign, <laughs> and get back on to, <laughs> and then go to 215 down to Red Road Road. So we ended up having to go backwards on the freeway because someone went backwards on the freeway. But watching an oil tanker, like a two-trailer oil tanker, try and turn around on a crowded highway, that was a <laughs> that was the entertainment of the three hours. That was that was that was later in the uh, later in the night. There wasn't much entertainment before then. <laughs> people standing on cars trying to look around. People, the okay. Here's here's another funny part though, about this whole. This is probably the funniest part of the of sitting there. So of course there's people just walking around because everyone just stops still, and. uh these kids are walking by, and I'm, I can tell they're just like, they're so bored, they're just walking down and talking to people about mm-hmm. giving them their, their scoop, you know, or whatever. So I wrote on the window, I was like, what's the scoop? <laughs> and they like jump over, like, oh, dude, there's a car backwards on the freeway, hit a motorcycles, and oh, I think the cops are looking for whatever they can in the ditches and this and that. And, I was, and while they're talking to me, I see the kid wearing a Bauer sweater. I'm like, you guys play hockey? He's like, yeah, we do. We play for the outliers, you know? <laughs> and so um, he starts telling me about how they, they literally just clinched the division that night or something. They had just beat the Mustangs. And so it was, like, it was awesome just to, like, hear them, like, you know, just go over that and stuff. And so, like, just, like, the, the, the only kids that we stopped that, like, came by were the kids that, you know, <laughs> we're hockey. We're hockey, and the one, the one was Nicholas O'Byrne, and then I forget the other kid's name, but yeah, I was like, hey, got a hockey podcast? You want to come on? So we'll, we'll have them on the podcast too. So if anything so came out of it, you know, they can talk about waiting three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we can, and then just to sum up the end of the tournament, we ended up taking second. We lost the next morning. I had to drive back, but within 24 hours, we lose by four, get shut out. We win in an overtime. We drive to Provo three different times and back. We lose the championship game, drive through the snow, get stuck in the car for three hours. So I guess it's not a hockey weekend unless you spend, like, most of that weekend either in the ice rink or in the car. So <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds yeah. About right. So, oh, my gosh, that was a lot of youth hockey talking. Sorry if anyone doesn't care about youth hockey. You can just skip. Hopefully, you skip forward. I was gonna say, if you're telling them to skip forward now, they've already listened to the whole thing. <laughs> hey, you go back in time and tell yourself to skip forward about <laughs> almost about thirty minutes. But uh, yeah, so I mean, we're I'm in Vernal this weekend. 
I think we're in Salt Lake the next. Um, um, we're somewhere else the next weekend. It's and a good then, thing the local tournament was when we had a bye for the men's league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't believe it because like, two weekends I was gone. We played. And then we're home, or we have a bye, I'm home, and then i got to go back on the road this weekend, and we have a game. So, sorry for anyone who can hear the noise in the background. That's Brooks playing floor hockey out in the home. <laughs> but she does all day long. So, getting this podcast recorded is it's a, a success. Mir- it's a, it's a miracle. But, uh, so, um, we can jump over. Utah high school hockey playoffs are going right now. And, um, I mean, just a lot of. Good games going on. We watched a couple. Um, me and Autumn kind of stay and watch them on Mondays usually because we usually have practice. So we end up staying and watching those games. So, um, yeah, Park City winning. I saw that coming on the D1 side because I watched them playing. I knew they were good. I knew they you know, hadn't lost a lot of games. And I knew that I watched them play Brighton. And if I had any, like, like words of advice for Brighton, which they ended up beating him that night, 6-0, and then it's double elimination, so the Brighton ended up beating Farmington, so there's only four teams in that bracket, so it's probably going to end up being, you know. Brighton and Park City one yeah. more time. Yeah, so, and, um, so I, I watched them, and my only, like, takeaway was, and Harriman ended up losing both their games, so sorry to them, so. But I watched a kid um, Park City stand in front of the net, and the Brighton kid like was trying to push him out in front of the net, and he just wasn't getting the job done, and then he just gave up. <laughs> and then the kid caught the puck right in front of the net and then turned around and put it in. I'm like, that right there sums up why you're probably losing 6-0. It's like you battle, and then you probably give up. Hey, man, in front of the net, my favorite place to be. That's what I, I, I said it to Autumn the other day, and, like, she's like, it drives me nuts when they're, like, in front of the net, and I'm like, yeah, like, they'll try a little bit, but not every team has a Benny. That's <laughs> insane. I will, and and the big thing that I end up falling downfall in being in front of the net is sometimes we end up screening the goalies, so usually when the goalies are like, you're in front of me, it's like, okay, I know that, but I'll annoy the player so much that they'll turn around and look at me and get mad at me instead of focus on the game. And I think, I don't care if you do that because mission accomplished. You've just taken yourself out of the game play. <laughs> You're more concerned with getting back at me because I'm driving you nuts, hitting your stick, whatever, that you've taken yourself out of the play. Good. Job. Well yeah, done. Like, that's why everyone needs a Benny. And, like, if you're a coach, like... Like especially at the the the, the lower skilled levels, but even at the NHL, the game is won and lost in the slot. It yep. really is, you know. I mean, there's a lot of places the game is won and lost, you know, but the slot is where goals usually come from. You look at any stats and you want to see where most goals come from. It's right down that hallway, right? Well, that's your if you look at it. Greatest odds of going in angle wise with the goalie is straight in. Yeah, it, like it's just it's mathematical, you know. Yeah. I mean, yes, the battle on the boards, little battles, is the game of hockey. Like winning small battles is playing hockey. Like if you want to think of hockey, like it's football. Like, I mean, football, you play the game and you you drive down the yards. You know, you make a good pass. You know, but then there's a defensive stop. But you still had that great pass. You had that great run. And hockey, that great run, great pass. You know, like good kick return is the battles on the boards. It's, you know, it's winning those small 
battle, excuse me. But but where you score, you know, the red zone in hockey is the slot. Yeah. If you want to look at it, like that is your like most teams that score in football score because they're already in the red zone. Like most scoring plays come from starting in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so hockey scores come from the slot. So if you have kids in the slot on the offensive side, you're most likely going to score. And if you have kids getting people out of the slot on the defensive side, you're most likely not going to get scored on. So, I mean, good. there's a reason as a defenseman you push them to the outside because statistically, even if they take a shot, they're less likely to make a goal, even with the goalie just standing in one spot versus straight on. Like, nothing drives me nuts more than, like, someone just standing to the side of a defenseman in front of the – or, a, it, like, a forward in front of the net. Like, a defenseman just like, hey, I'm here. I know he's right there, but I'm just going to stand right here really close. That way when he catches it, I can make that, like, half-ass, like, stick out. Like, oh, I almost had it. Oh, my gosh. Sorry he scored. I, I was there. He got away. Like, yeah, he got away from you 30 seconds before when you were standing three feet to the right of him and just letting him stand there. Like, the reason why it's called a house is because that's your house, you know? You wouldn't let some stranger, if you want to call him enemy or whatever, you know, opponent stand in the middle of your house, eat your food, watch your TV. You know, he's picking the channels, and you're like, I want to watch Scooby-Doo, and he's like, I ain't no Scooby-Doo today, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember the last time I watched Scooby-Doo, but... Well, ain't no Scooby Doo today. <laughs> ain't no Scooby Doo today. But uh, but yeah. So uh, back to high school playoffs. But um, looks like in the D one independent bracket. Which did you know? There's four brackets now. No, this is this is all 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 new from when I played high school. I mean, yeah, it was when we played, it was it was independent it was championship, regular champion. regular championship. So now there's D one, D one independent. Then there's D two. And then there's D3, which is just another bracket made of D2 teams. Okay. <laughs> and the independents play in these D2 brackets. Like, it's not like split. Oh, okay. So the only way it's split is at the D1, which I get why they probably do it, is because they want one of the D1 teams to be a high school, you know, yeah, associated yeah. team. Not an independent team, but the independent, the high school teams only have like four teams in that D1, and the independent has um, six. So it's still not that many, but if you put them together, that's 10 teams. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good tournament. Yeah, but, and usually you end up having the like, you know, the championship being a game that was played earlier in that thing or in that bracket, you know. In this case, it was, it usually ends up being Park City, Farmington for the last two years play earlier in the tournament. Like in the second round because yeah. they get one and two, they play in that second round of the tournament. One of them wins, the other one go goes to loser bracket, and then the other one gets back to a loser bracket, plays in the championship, and that same winner wins. I mean, last year it did go to the second game, which ended up being Park City. So this was Park City's third year winning it, but they didn't win it over Farmington. They won it over someone else this year. Yeah, which yeah. It would have been the third year that it was Farmington getting beat by, but it was Brighton. Um, so. Just like I said, you know, like UCI North played Salt Lake Stars in like that to go to the championship game. And then Salt Lake Stars went down to the loser's bracket, beat Uinta, which was the team I was hoping, you know, to win because they're like from Vernal and they got to travel all the way to Salt Lake to play every high school hockey game. Well, not everyone, but most of their high school hockey games. Yeah, yeah. And 
every playoff game they got to travel here. So they've been traveling here, you know, probably two, three times a week for the last three weeks. So. Props to the parents that show up too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so um, they play tomorrow, it looks like, at Steiner um, for that championship at 9.15. So if you're listening to this today, you know, Wednesday, get to the game tonight, championship for the uh, independent teams. It's Steiner. Um, I was going to be there, but I don't know if we have practice or whatever, but I don't know if we're going. But And then the D2 bracket where it gets like, it gets a tournament. Like there's like 15 teams or something. Um, DCI ends up losing out of this out of this uh, bracket. I think no. they I think they lost their first two games, I believe. Yeah, they lost uh they lost to Juan Diego, which that's the game I watched most of. And and then they went and played Cash Valley, which was the team that Victoria, our, our good friend Jay, Jay's daughter mm-hmm. that plays yeah. he's on the team. So his daughter plays for Cash Valley. So they they stomped him like thirteen to two. So so she's killing an ab but then she went back to the East this weekend. Had some killer goals and stuff. So that championship will be, uh, looks like 26 was that Saturday? Yeah. Mm, I think so. Yeah, so that championship will be on Saturday. Steiner also. Most of these are at Steiner nowadays. And it looks like it's probably going to be Skyline or Murray in that championship. Um, Skyline's been a fun team to watch them when I've like because I've actually watched a lot of Skyline's games I feel like but that team's that team's a fun team to watch and they're pretty good so I got my money on Skyline Cash Valley in the championship hopefully Cash Valley wins I just, say, you know, I got some, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cash Valley wins it in the championship after going down to the losers bracket from losing to Skyline six five to four to one. I'm going six four six four yeah, Cash six, Valley six All four right. Cash Valley that's fine. okay. Well, they they were they matched up in the first round, so that was the first round of their playoffs. So it might be the last game they play too. So, Ooh, that'd be kind of an interesting story. The first and last playoff game that both of them have is against well, Cash Valley had to play an extra one to get in. I think so. No, they didn't. But uh, okay, and then in the D two D three bracket, why they're D three. These are just like the lower D2 teams, I'm guessing. Nick's favorite Mighty Ducks movie. D3, <laughs> D3 definitely my favorite <laughs> Mighty Ducks movie. And like, eh, I think it's going to be Bountiful winning this. They've only played one game so far because of the seeding and game schedule, but they've only played one game. They won 7-0 over Tooele. Um Spencer is the coach, you know, so... Mm-hmm. You know, their ties to the old team. So I'm hoping he uh, and his team get a championship. Bring it in. Bring it in, Bountiful. And, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people that run Bountiful, fans of the show, I think. So, uh, you know, shout out to them. The, the, the bubble days. Everyone knows the bubble days from <laughs> Bountiful. I, I wish they would have kept the bubble and just added on. But I know they, like, built the one and then tore down it for the parking lot. Like, where Bountiful is now, or was, is the parking lot. Yes, and where the parking lot used to be is the park, mm-hmm. and then and part of the ice rink, you know, is where the new ice rink is or whatever. So, um, yeah, a lot of hockey still to be played, and a lot of, you know, champions to still be crowned. First one tomorrow, the next two. Let's see when that D three championship will be. That one will be. What's the second? Is that like next Saturday or something? Second of a, yeah, it's Saturday. 
So both of them will be on Saturdays, it looks like. They say they're trying to get them on Saturdays. Um, yeah. So a lot of good high school playoffs to go out there, support your schools, you know, support your if you're in school and you're not trying to get everybody at these games, like, dude, that's a that's a big, you know, boost when you got people actually cheering, like, and it doesn't feel like you're, you know, on the road in a podunk <clears throat> town where no one knows your name except like your mom there. Go, Jimmy! You know, like at the least, at the least, at least get your schools to announce the games. There's been a couple schools that have because they've listened to the podcast and they've got their schools to announce it and you know get those people to the games because that's when it gets fun. Like, yeah, your mom and dad and your brothers and sisters cheering for you is fun, but dude, when your students students get in there and cheer because it it's fun to do. You want a student section? I mean, I hate to say that, but you want a student section because. Your parents cheering for you is great, and that's good motivation, but when the student section go- starts going, like, when they're riled up, if you want to say home home ice advantage, like, yes, having your student support, student body support, like, it makes a big difference during the game. Yeah, so, and then the, when those big hits come, you know, the crowd gets roaring and more big hits come, and, I mean, that can that can sway a game, you know. A big, a big hit... Crowd going nuts. I mean, that that's when like hockey is like, all right, gets gets the you know gets the bubbles and the blood, you know, gets the buzzing, jumping, you know, going on the bench. So get your school support. Get to your student <laughs> body officers. Get them to announce it on their morning announcements. Exactly, especially if you're a senior, dude. Start start cranking. Start cranking. Let's get those. Get your friends at those games. Let's let's uh, get them out there. Um, Gonna just touch on the US PHL in Utah. Um, I think they all make the playoffs, but they'll have a playoff here in Utah. And um, the Outliers did clinch the division, so I don't know if they get a first round buy into that playoff or what, but they'll do a playoff coming up. I think it's in a couple weeks, and then they'll they'll go and then Actually, the, and then the Vernal Oilers team has actually been doing really good, and we're going to go down there this weekend. Going to have their captain on the podcast Ew. here soon. And, uh, yeah, so maybe catch them this weekend at that game And while I'm down there. Um, the college teams are pretty much rounded up this last weekend of all their games here in the state. Um, BYU's played their final home game ever probably. You know, the stands were packed, and obviously the whole um, petition that went around didn't do anything, which I, I didn't think it would, but it was a good measure just to let people know that people do care about it and that they are taking away something that a lot of people take pride in, and it's stupid. Hopefully it comes back one day. I'd love to see them get to, like, maybe to that D1 level, like, mm-hmm. or, or NCAA, like, yeah. D3 college, you know, like, where the school actually is helping fund it and, like, get these programs running. And I think that's the only way that BYU is going to get behind it. I mean, I, th- I think it's a whole thing with college money and stuff is what it is, is yep. letting them use their logo, which they've realized is value, yeah. you know, and so. If we don't get a return, we don't care. Yeah, and that's really what I think it is. And even though other ACHA colleges work around the state and around the country for big colleges, I mean, like big colleges you want to think about, like Oregon, ACHA, you know, mm-hmm. Utah, University of Utah, ACHA. Yeah. So, which is still a great, you know, college league, but 
the goal is to get in the NCAA level of yep. hockey. Yeah. Like like Arizona State has. I mean, they started out as ACHA, worked their way up, and now they're D1, you know, NCAA. So Once you get that support, it just continues to fuel it. I mean, everyone yeah. wants to be part of a good team. So the, the better your team is, the better your team becomes, and it continues to get that drive. And who knows? You grow your college program from an ACHA to a D1. You build a new arena. Next thing you know, NHL team's moving in next week. <laughs> Bring the Coyotes. <laughs> coyotes should just go on like a like a tour. If anybody doesn't know, the Coyotes will be starting next season playing in the Arizona State University college facility they just built, which seats 5,000 fans, which is about less than one-third of what their stadium now seats. So it might actually look full. I think it's a smart move. I think they've probably been really selling 5,000 tickets to these games. You know, <laughs> At least I, they'll have a... Uh, sold out. They could claim sold out. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be a hot ticket in town. Yeah. Because, I mean, every sports thing is like, if everyone goes, then everybody goes. Yep. So if it's if it's a hot ticket and you've heard that this team's been sold out for the last five years and you get a chance to go, you're like, yeah, I'm going because it's yep. a fun game, you know? Just like jazz here in Utah. Like, everyone wants to go jazz game. Why? Because everyone goes. Hey, it's a good time. I got some jazz tickets from work. Last game of the season. Excited to go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Why? You don't like basketball. I mean, not that you don't like basketball, but... But I gotta go. I yeah. gotta support the local team. Exactly. So, I think it's gonna be you don't fun want to that, see them. I was gonna yeah. say, you don't want the local news sta- local radio station giving out 20 tickets to the game <laughs> yeah. to every fifth caller in one day. Like It's like, oh, well, that doesn't put any value to the ticket. That doesn't yeah. put any value to the team. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like, I always think about like energy drinks, you know? Like, like... Ten years ago, they were like three dollars, four dollars a piece, and they started doing all this like buy two for like three dollars, and now like an energy drink is like it's a dollar, dollar fifty. Like that's mm-hmm. the value of it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe two dollars max. Well, get crazy, <laughs> getting crazy. But uh, yeah, so Arizona Coyotes. I mean, they're making a lot of moves right now, and they just traded away Carter Hutton for a used puck bags. So the Leafs. Leafs not so hot on the last trade. They traded Nick Ritchie to the oh yeah for Ryan future Nichol. considerations. No 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 the oh. future future considerations was for Carter Hutton. Oh oh. But they okay. traded Nick Ritchie for Ryan Dezingle, but then they wanted him to clear waivers to get on the taxi squad. Didn't clear waivers. They lost him. <laughs> San Jose. <laughs> nice seeing you. So yeah, traded him for nothing. Also didn't even get the used puck bag out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love the future considerations. Yeah. Hey, hey here's this guy. But remember. <laughs> you remember what I did for you today, all right? You won't forget this. Like, I, I, a little side note, real quick on that. But I always wonder, like, future considerations. Is it like three years down the road? Like, remember when we traded you, Nick Ritchie? You owe us one. You owe us. It's like in Dumb and Dumber, they bought the IOU, you know? 250000 I want to hold on to that one. <laughs> Traded him for Carter Hutton. Might want to use that one one day. <laughs> Backup goalie status. But, yeah, so I trade deadline's coming up. It should be fun. But before we get there, let's talk about Utah Grizz. Um, Utah Grizzlies have slipped a little bit in the overall standings in the ECHL. Um, they are still first in their, their division, the Mountain um, Division. And... Last weekend they were playing. They played the Railers, Railers, which is like 
dude, who came up with this name? <laughs> like, 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 I think of the person who came up with the Brailers kind of like the way that we came up with the Beavers name. He's like, <laughs> I can't wait for us to win. Like, 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 are we like, I mean, we came up with the Beavers. They ended up starting like as a joke kind of thing. Like, let's just be the Beavers, you know, like whatever. And, and it ended up coming into like a household name and everyone hates the Beavers or loves the Beavers. And it was like, you go into the Beaver games, like it became a thing. But the Brailers, come on. <laughs> How many jokes? Like, oh, dude, you just got railed last night by the Raiders. <laughs> we got railed last night, you know? Like, come on. That's got to be something that they knew was going to happen with every win or every loss. Because the Raiders railed the goalies, the Grizzlies, two games in a row. You know, yesterday, President's Day, finally returned the favor, railed them. <laughs> hey, all I got to say is maybe that marketing manager was a genius. Because guess what? <laughs> Everybody will talk about it. <laughs> Getting railed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a like a thing in their like stadium. Like there's signs that they get railed. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess it works for marketing on like food, beer, whatever. Like, like come to the arena. Like they're, they're like giving away like free condoms of the game. Like getting railed. <laughs> get railed. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, Grizzlies are back home this – or not back home this weekend. They're on the road this weekend, Kansas City. Then they'll be back home the weekend, the 4th through the 6th, playing Rapid City. Um, yeah, so Grizzlies are doing good. I haven't been able to make go to a lot of games just because I've been so busy with youth hockey, which is my reasoning for everything these days of why I'm missing everything. But it really is taking over my life. So, um, yeah, we can jump over to the NHL. Talk NHL. Um, NHL is kind of in that, like, I, I call it the, like, I don't know. It's the it's the middle of the movie, you know. It's the feeler, you know. The, the beginning's exciting, and now we're getting the story, the storylines, you know. Like, the story's kind of playing out, you know, throughout the movie. And we're about to get to trade deadline, and, like, that's when, like, the movie starts picking up. You know, the redemption stories are coming in. And, you know, like, hanging on, the, the cliffhangers stuff's, you know, kind of coming to fruitation. And then we're going to hit the playoffs, and that's when the excitement comes. I'll be honest, trade deadline, probably one of my favorite times of the season. It is, because it's exciting. I mean, other than, like, a lot of these last couple seasons, like, last season was pretty good. But in the past, it's been like, eh, eh. I love, I love when I'm, like, watching the, the trade tracker on the day of, and it's always like, Trade, 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 trade. Yeah, You're yeah. like, yeah, teams are just throwing money left and right. Let's just trade whoever, you know. First round pick, first round pick, first round pick, first round pick. And then, like, the Four thing, for one. I love watching the, or, like, the like reading the stuff of, like, how, like, they traded a first round pick, like, seven years ago and ended up becoming this great player that's playing for some random team, you know. Oh, now. yeah, yeah. Like, they traded this pick to them, and then they traded to them, and then they traded that player to them, and then it ended up becoming a part of a package deal this and yeah it's all fun because hockey it's really just entertainment you know on any level it's just story it's just you know but yeah i mean we're coming into the exciting part of the season is what i'm saying but um i mean it kind of got kind of boring there for a minute not boring but like the standings were kind of like they were the same every day you know i mean other than the colorado avalanche shooting from like the like biggest bummer of the season to like Best team in the league. Like, what is Darcy Cumper hasn't lost a game in regulation since like December? Uh, I don't know if he played against Boston yesterday. Ooh, maybe he did. But that was their that was their first like actual loss loss. You know, 
That was like a okay. They lost big time. Yeah, it was like, since December. It was like six two or five two. Five one. Five, five one. one. Yeah. yeah, I know it's kind of a beating, but um, yeah. Like if you want to talk about like standings, I mean Carolina, Pittsburgh, New York, Capitals. That's kind of been the four teams that have been there the most of the season. They kind of like jumped around. Pittsburgh kind of hit a hot streak, you know, you know, and then everyone's hit a low streak. But like, and then you look at the other division: Florida. Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston, like that hasn't changed. Probably is not going to change. I mean, you look at the Eastern Conference right now, and it's like the teams that are making the playoffs are making the playoffs, and the teams that are out of that, it's like, well, it's a ten point differential. Yeah, like it's it's a it's a hard line. Like yeah. they got to go on like a ten game win streak because they got to get twenty points when the team ahead of them is only getting ten. Yeah. So they got to go on like a ten game win streak to get twenty straight points, and hopefully that everyone else is losing, but. I mean, it's funny, like, we always talk, that goal differential. Mm-hmm. Like, if goal differential got you into the playoffs or not into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, oh, look, every team with a plus differential is in the playoffs. Oh, and in the every West, team in the West. Every team in the West with a plus goal differential is in the playoffs. And even the Ducks has slipped down into a negative. Guess what? They're, They're out. out of the playoffs right now. Yeah. Which the Ducks have been a heartbreaker. I really want to see them make the playoffs. Me too. Uh, Edmonton's starting to get their crap together. Calgary just on their tear. Ten, ten game. Dude, it's unreal. Ten game win streak. I mean, I, I mean, I saw a thing there. It was some meme like where like it's a picture where someone's paying attention to something, and then there's someone else, you know, like drowning or whatever, and it was like. Austin Matthews running his face into the net, you know, is getting all this like attention. And then you talk about like um, the other teams and their like point streaks and stuff, not getting any attention. And then you talk about like the Calgary Flames and like their 10 game win streak, and no one even cares. <laughs> if the Leafs were on a 10 game win streak, everybody would be like Stanley Cup, getting it now. People yep. would be getting the tattoos right now. <laughs> Like I mean, me, I'd probably get my tattoo. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That's not going to be my first tattoo. I guarantee that. <laughs> hey, I just got to throw this little quick blip out. You know, my guess for the two Stanley Cup contenders. Top two teams Top right now. Top two teams. Florida, 96 rematch. I told you, 96 but, rematch. But it never plays out that way. When you're picking your teams, because come playoff time, we'll pick, we'll pick teams. Oh, I know that. And we'll we'll say all oh, this, and it's going to end up being the better team is winning in your bracket, and you're going to have Team 1 versus Team 1 in the East, and guess what? It's going to be Team 3 and Team 99 or whatever, you know, <laughs> Team 7. Hey, eight. all i got to say is for preseason picks, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I think, I think I'm doing pretty good, too. I think I had maybe Philly and Buffalo making it or something. I did have Philly making. Maybe Islanders. Yeah. I had no. Maybe I had a, I oh. don't know. I don't remember exactly. I'd have to go back and look. We should probably go back and look and see our. But I did have. I recently LA looked. And Anna, I, oh, I I did have L A and Anaheim making it, which they have until this point. But I did not have Calgary making it. Um, I'd like to see. I mean, in the West, it's it's least like accomplishable to like one of these teams to kind of jump up in. I mean, you're sixty. Was it fifty nine makes the playoffs right now? Ten points down, you have to go five teams are within ten points. Not the next team is within ten points, but five teams. Oh yeah, yeah. Are within ten points. So I mean you can see like a Vancouver even, you know, going on a, a five game win streak, maybe getting into the playoffs, even though they're gonna be sellers and everyone's talking about they're trading away their whole team. 
you know. But Dallas, I mean, they're talking Dallas may be a seller, and they're three points out. Ducks are talking about being sellers, and they're two points out. I, it drives me nuts when a team is that close to the playoffs. Like, come on. The playoffs are why the fans come to the games. Because there's a chance that they're watching a team. It's an investment, an emotional oh, investment. And you want to go see a team and pay money to see a team that you think could be competing for the Stanley Cup at the end of the season. Because, quite frankly, no one wants to watch Arizona and Chicago play right now. No, no. No one wants to see Arizona and Winnipeg play right now. No. No one even wants to see Detroit and, like, New Jersey play right now. Well, they're just, it's just kind of like, meh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no emotional attachment, you know. There's no, there's no payoff for your time. So, and... I think that's where Seattle, again, I've talked about this a lot, has messed up this first mm-hmm. season. Yep. Is I watched a game last night, the Vancouver-Seattle game, and like Lex is like, who do you want to win? I was like, I don't know. Vancouver has more of a chance of making the playoffs, you know? Yeah. So I would rather see them win because I kind of want Vancouver to make uh, Seattle has no chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. And so I don't care if they win. Even though at the beginning of the season, when asked me, like, Seattle, I want to see Seattle win every game. Hey, all i got to say is, look at this. Avalanche, Wild, Blues. <laughs> yep. Vegas, Edmonton, Vancouver. Not quite. Florida, Toronto, Lightning. Benny is on to something. And then the Metropolitan. I had Flyers, Islanders, Hurricanes, Boston. And then my wild card was Boston Capitals, though. Oh, <laughs> you're two teams off in the Metropolitan. That's it right now. Yeah, the Flyers, Islanders, and then my wild card was Dallas and Seattle and Western. So not not quite. But it's, I mean, it's close, but... I mean, that's still pretty good. I know, I mean, right? Those are Vegas odds right there. I'll take those any day. I mean, to be uh, only 12 out of 16 teams. Yeah. Like, that's that's pretty good. And, I mean, I mean, if we're talking, like, teams that, like, have succeeded, you know, I mean, it is fun to watch a team like Edmonton, team you thought was out, which is, for some reason, still playing Mike Smith <laughs> in games. I don't know why. I <laughs> know. <laughs> he... What is he injured for half the season? Comes back, gets injured again, still playing. I'm like, I hate to say it, you know, you should be kind of investing somewhere else. Yeah, but I mean, points leader, you've got McDavid, Drysdale, like everyone thought. Who would lose a close, you know, tied for second? That's a pretty surprising. Johnny Gaudreau though at fourth, and Nazim Kadri at fifth. Like those are surprises. Like that's, yes, those have been exciting things to see this season. Yeah, I mean goals. Dry Styles at thirty five, Matthews at thirty three, Ovechkin is still in the race at thirty one. Can't forget Kreider in the middle of there. But like, I mean, two of those are usual suspects. Actually, three of them are usual suspects. But I mean, it's still fun to watch those. Like. Even Ovechkin just still scoring goals. Yeah. Austin Matthews with a slow start, scoring goals. You know, I always think it's quite impressive those players that actually are like they're going to be the league scores. And then like first ten games, it's like oh they had one goal. Like it was it all an overhype. And then it's like then they literally catch up. And it's yeah. like imagine if they would have been on fire those first ten games or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. They would be dominating the competition. I mean, I mean, but you always talk about people don't remember the middle season. So if they start yeah. out on a ten game goal streak, they have a twenty game. Drought in the middle. No one talks about that. You talk about yeah. the first 20 of the beginning of the season. Yes. But, um, I mean, your MVP, I mean, we're a little bit past halfway in the season, but, like, your MVP, who's that? Who are you going MVP? Right now, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's hard not to go with, like, I mean, to me, I look at goals and assists. And that's yeah. why Dreisaitl, to me, is always, like, 
Yeah, he's good. Scores a lot of goals, gets a lot of assists. Yeah. And he's always behind McDavid, you know? Yeah, he's yeah, he's not he's not the post he's not on the posters. Yeah. Kids aren't buying his stuff. They're not looking for, you know, they're not putting ninety or what's his number? Like second is that twenty nine eighty twenty nine, yeah. It's not many kids wearing number twenty nine. See, I for some reason popping eighty six, but yeah, it's twenty nine. But yeah, a lot of ninety sevens out there. You look at every youth hockey team nowadays. There's a lot of ninety sevens. And I don't think McDavid is the player he is on Edmonton without Drysaddle. No, I mean he still has the skills. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's still the, got the skills. But success, no. Yep. And so, um, I think I would go Ovechkin just because I think that's a player that that team is not the same without. Okay. Yes, I will agree with that. Yeah, I will agree with that as well. And then if I'm going goalie of the year, you know, the Vesna, I'm, I'm giving it to Markstrom. I mean, eight shutouts is unreal. I mean, save percent average is up there. I think it's like second in the league, third in the league, and he's second in goals against. Um, I'd like to see, you know, Jack Campbell a little bit higher on that list. He was up there, but he's kind of slipped lately. Freddie Anderson's always... A fun one to throw in there, even though I think that he'll struggle in the playoffs for Carolina, just like he did for, you know, Toronto and stuff. So, and, yeah, I think it's been a fun season. I think uh, Kel McCarr is pretty much going to run away with votes. I don't think he's, you know, like points-wise, statistically-wise, he's not, like, that much ahead of the, the pack. But I think, like, votes is yes. what it's going to come down to. He's He's getting defensive <clears throat> player of the year for sure. Like, it's just hands down. And then for, like, Rookie of the Year, it's going to come down to Raymond based on points, and it's gonna, or Zegris based on likability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Zegris is just, like, everyone's favorite guy. Yeah, so I think it'll come down to that. Um, but season's looking fun. But we can't end the show without talking about the Olympics, that which was a wild ride of the Olympics, you know, Olympic hockey. You know, everyone talking about... I mean, we can go on the, the men's side or women's side first, but, like, the men's side, everyone thought that, you know, the men's team was just going to suck. It was kind of going to be, like, the last year where, like, they just didn't have it, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. they, they don't have a chance. You know, they'll probably make it into the quarterfinals, but they'll probably lose, which they did last Olympics. This Olympics, they look fun. They look skilled. And they first, you know, seed team. They play Slovakia, which... I mean, if you would ask me before this, you know, this, you know, Olympics, where you guy, hey, you're going to be the first seed team and you're going to play Slovakia in the quarterfinals. How do you feel about getting a medal? Like, we win in the gold. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> We're winning the gold, you know. And Slovakia was probably one of the funner teams to watch this Olympics. And, I mean, that 17-year-old Slavoski, Slavorski, mm-hmm. dude, I can't wait. To st- I'm going to be watching the draft this year to see where he goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's kind of kind of like when the NHL players aren't in. It, it's kind of like a little bit of a pre-show of like the draft. You know. Well, it's it's like World Juniors with some uh, veteran status. You, yeah. You kind of yeah. get it, the has-beens in there. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was interesting. It was like it was the has-beens. It was the the guys who hadn't made it. You know, to the NHL level, who just like maybe got drafted but never panned out, and you know they ended up playing. And so it was a fun Olympics. I mean, they lost. I think they just, that was a case of like trying not to lose Mm -hmm. that Slovakia game. Cause like they had so many chances to just get it out. And honestly, it came down to not getting it out of the zone and not taking care of in front of the net. Yeah. How do you let a guy stand that close to the net and just like, 
Oh, I was gonna get him. I almost had. I him. almost had it. It was totally what we were talking about earlier. You know, mm-hmm. like that, yeah. like half-ass. You know, like oh, I almost got him, but I didn't. But you know what? It's just tied. We'll get him in overtime. We'll get him in overtime. It's what three on three overtime they did. Yeah, and so yeah, and nope, and it was shootout. You're like, okay, shootout. USA shooters totally gonna win this. Nope, didn't score one goal. In fact, out of the five shots, went four low blocker side, right at his pad. Four of them. The other one, low block, low, you know, on the other side, and missed the net. So, if it doesn't work once, I guess try it again. Try, try again. <laughs> Is that the, the saying or whatever? Yeah. So, yeah, that sucked for the men's. And like. So the China team, I don't know if you knew this, but the China team was made up of mostly USA, Canadians, and Russians. I think I did did hear about that or Chris Chelios' son was on the team. <laughs> and like a lot of people like when they're like, What? What? And I was like, Well, here's the thing. So there's a team in Beijing that plays in the KHL. Mm-hmm. And and so if they live there for three years, I guess they qualify under the IIHF's rules oh, yeah. to play for a country. So what I think and speculate and what they've actually kind of like they kind of said it, but what they did was basically probably came with all these U.S., Canadian, Russians that like are past their time, you know, and said, hey, you can play for us. Sign with us, with us for three years. Make a ton of money. We'll probably they're probably getting overpaid for yeah, playing. Yeah. And they probably said, and you can play in the Olympics. Team China, you know? Well, I did read an article that said that, like, China is doing a lot to try to build the sport of hockey there. Yeah. Well, there's a, before, like, COVID and everything, there was a pretty predominant women's league there and stuff. And so a lot of the girls, they were, you know, you know, passing up their college years here were going over there and playing professionally. Yeah. And, like, getting paid way more than they would playing professionally here in the States, which is crazy to think. Yeah. So... We got to get the girls staying back here. We need a women's professional league. That's a whole other topic for another day. But, I mean, we can talk about the women's real quick. And, of course, you knew it was going to end up being Canada, U.S. in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, Finland put up a big fight. I thought the Czech team that USA ended up beating, which was 1-0 until late in the third, wasn't it? Or 1-1 or whatever. Uh, I'm not for sure exactly. But that team, that goalie did Everything possible, and like that's where USA lost. Was they got they ran into two hot goalies because when they played Canada, I think they outshot them like 50 to you know 25. They played that Czech team, I think they outshot them like 50 something to like 20. Yeah, yeah, and that goalie just stood on her head. And there was one that like she, like the one that ended up like kind of breaking the straw of the camel's back was a uh, um, breaking the straw of the camel. The straw that broke the camel's back, <laughs> um, but uh, was her own team tipped it in on her, mm-hmm. and she just like went to the side. You could tell she was just frustrated and just like, "What else do I have to do?" So, hats off to that goalie. But all in all, I mean, it came down to that gold medal game, like we all thought, mm-hmm. and I think USA lost it in the first, yeah, and just yeah. couldn't call back, you know. And that's that's what it was. It was it wasn't. It wasn't like a super exciting game, you know. Yeah. They started to make a push right at the end and kind of brought some life. There just wasn't enough time. I think if I think if you gave that team, I mean, that team 10 extra minutes, USA wins the gold. Yeah. But, I, I read but an hey. article before that even had said, like, you know, 
USA is coming in. The, the women's USA is coming in, but Canada's coming in with a lot stronger players, a little bit more of an advantage, and so they're the ones that look like they're probably going to pull ahead, and sure enough, they did. Yeah. So, great Olympics already. So, I think it was great. Um, yeah, it was an awesome Olympics. Just got a message about <laughs> something on the team, but I was going to bring up this thing. Last, last topic, and then we'll get out of here. So, there was we in our game yesterday, our championship game. There was a dirty hit on one of our players. You know, he got hit in the head. It was it was a blatant elbow, and he kind of spun around, hit another player, went down, went off the ice for the game. Um, that was some stuff. And like, here's the thing: like youth hockey, like there's no enforcers or anything. So how do you deal with this mm-hmm. at a youth hockey level? Because, and it's and it's frustrating to be a parent, whatever. And like, I'm not I'm not saying like kids need to go out there and fight. Yeah. But there's definitely kids at this age that they know how to do something dirty. Yeah. And like in our, our earlier game, we played the same team. There's a kid that went out and he cross checked a kid super hard and got a penalty, went and sat on the box. And of course he's, the, and you can tell is he's kind of got an attitude already as a kid. He's like a 10 year old throws his hands up to the ref. Like, are you kidding me? You know, like Artie's doing that. And if kids throwing that up at that age, you know, you can tell it's not his first rodeo. Yeah. You know, he did it. He's like, really? That's it. Like you could like, come on, dude. And so most kids don't even know they got called for a penalty in youth hockey when they get called. And like the refs got to go like chase him down to the bench. But like if the kid turns around and throws up his hands, then he knows that he did something probably, you know, absolutely. And so the same kid went out again and it happened to be on Lexi and she was held the puck in the corner and she was kind of, you know, going back and forth with it. And he gave her one, two, three, four, and finally got a whistle. And the kid, again, threw his hands up. What? Is that a call? You know? Yeah. And it was like, and Lexi's like, I told him to stop. I was like, stop it. Stop it. And he just kept doing it and finally got the call. But, and so we played the same team in the championship and it was a dirty elbow, you know? And I mean, I don't know at that age if this kid's really thinking it's going to hurt the kid. And honestly, it's better if the you know you hit a kid's head with an elbow rather than hitting his head on the ice or in the boards or a stick or helmet to helmet. Mm-hmm. But still, it was kind of dirty. But kid goes to the box for a minute and a half. You know, he's out of the game. And then he's back yeah. in the game. I mean, and at this level, there's not many teams that have a power play. You know, usually yes. yeah. it's just a morale booster for the kids that yeah. they're on a power play. And so the kid goes in the box for a minute and a half, gets back out. This kid's now off the ice for the rest of the game. Yeah. yeah. So wh- wh- what's, the, what's the answer here? And, like, I mean, me and Autumn argued about it, and she's like, the refs need to be more enforcing. And, like, you know, I don't think you need to start throwing out 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I don't like that either because kids – Need to learn how to make mistakes and, you know, whatever. And, and how do you really call, like, well, that one was more blatant than the other one that was on accident. And it, it, there is a little bit of a, a gray area on what is well, and purposely cheap and what's not, you know. It's kind of like, I, I would say watching your own kid play youth hockey is like playing in a men's league game. Yeah. Like, you play in it and you feel like that game was, like, a step down from the NHL. Like, oh, that was fast, you know. And then, like, you watch it on video and you're like, that's what we look like? Yeah. That's what yeah. we look like? I feel like that every time. I'm like, how did I not get that guy? He looks so slow, and I look even slower. <laughs> yeah, and so and so, I, I imagine that when you're refing a youth hockey game, you know, it looks like a bunch of kids just running around on the playground. Yeah. And so that's, and that's really what it is, a bunch of kids just running around. So 
kid throwing an elbow here, you know, and you miss it as a call, like, you know, I mean, the parents invested emotionally in that kid and that cares for that kid and the team cares for it. So you got angry parents. So throwing out a 10-minute, I don't know. I don't even know if the kid learns his lesson, you know. But what if, like, this is my train of thought, and I could be totally off, and I probably have a very unpopular opinion on this, but you, you can't check until you're 14. But, and and I know that some kids, you know, retaliate, and they'll go out and check, but, like, they usually don't know how to check. And so they end up looking stupid, and they get a blatant, like, penalty because they look stupid, you know, or they it were it was too noticeable, you know, like mm-hmm. there was no hide in that. Yeah. And they don't know how to check, so they didn't really hurt the kid. They didn't, you know, really do anything but cause another penalty to your own team. And so what if you taught kids to check controlled, you know, yeah. With their bodies, not dirty, chest to chest, hip to hip, you know, mm-hmm. you know, sticks down on the ice, playing the puck, but like put some force into it. Even so, that you probably will get a checking penalty, mm-hmm. but the kid's not going to be hurt. Yeah, but you, you, he's going to feel it. He's going to know it, and you're going to be able to say, "Hey, remember when you hit our guy and that was a little bit dirty? You cross-checked yeah. him, you slashed him out of nowhere, and you just sat in the box for a minute and a half. Well, we're gonna we're gonna put you into the boards a little bit, you know, or like mm-hmm. you know a little, you know, not dirty, not it, cover their head, uh, and maybe it would get out of hand real quick. And yeah, and I'm really off the ball on this one, but." You're asking me. I this is my opinion. Don't know if I necessarily agree with like. All right, well we're gonna we're gonna send our enforcer to lay a check and get our you know serve our time. I look at it and I think you know because when I was in youth, the checking started at 12 and up. Yeah. And I think that now it's moved to 14. Yeah. See, to me, I know we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but to me, instead of raising the checking age, you actually lower the checking age to teach kids to understand what hitting really is how to take a hit and how to actually deliver a hit so that that development of like, Oh, I'm still learning how to play hockey is also development of learning how to, you know, stay on your skates and take a body and everything. I mean, to be told one of my favorite skill drills as a kid was the gauntlet, <laughs> which, which I think is like forbidden now or something. No I, one does. I don't it. see anybody doing it. No and one it does was it. literally the whole team lines up against the boards, and you skate in between your whole team and the boards, and every player checks you. Yeah. And if you get knocked over on the first one, guess what? You get up and you have to go through every single one. Yeah, and, and I think I think if you asked anybody who's over twenty five, probably went through that drill. Yeah. Anybody who's under twenty five, they haven't. And I know. USA Hockey is trying to promote the more skilled game, and that and that is where the future of the game is going. A skilled absolutely, game. absolutely. I, I, I hate the Michigan. You know, it's cool oh, yeah, if you I can know. do it real quick, but like these kids that like once a game, there's some kid trying to pick up the puck behind the net, doesn't work. Oh, I'll tell you what, I slash the crap out of people. <laughs> I, if someone lifts their stick up like that, my stick is coming down. I, I, to- I don't like that well, and as I, a defensive. And man. I told Lexi, I was like, you know what? You can practice that all you want, but you know you're gonna spend hours. You're gonna spend hours upon hours score, you know, practicing that, and you might master it. You might even score a goal, and everyone's gonna remember that goal. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be whatever. But like, think if you took all those hours you practiced doing that to just shooting, how many more goals are you just gonna score by just shooting? Yep. Well, look statistically. 
Let's just look at how many goals are scored by Mr. Michigan <laughs> style versus in the house. I think I think you want to learn a skill, tipping pucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or or that like close catch it like between your feet and turn and spin and shoot. Dude, that's where you score a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. You know, scoring off your left leg, your right leg, you know, like from awkward positions, you know, like you want to get good at scoring goals, you just catch a puck in an awkward position and shoot it. So, but but back to the whole little yeah. checking thing. My my opinion is teaching kids to understand because guess what? The moment, I mean, if if a kid doesn't understand how to check at all, and the moment they hit 14, which is right before high school, they're going to have 1 year to learn how to check. 1 year. And they're about to play, they're about to jump up from playing kids either one age, 1 year above yeah. them at most to to four to five yeah. in high school. That's what I mean is you have one year to learn how to take a hit and get hit, and then you're going to jump into somebody that's been doing it for five years. Yeah. And learning to keep your head up and, you know, your head on a swivel. I mean, yes, you're supposed to do that anyways, but a lot of kids learn how to play not doing that. Yeah. It's like those injuries are going to happen, and then how do you regulate that? Like, well, well a I, big hit can be legal, and it can hurt still. So I think I think the, the idea I have with your, your you know, way you're thinking is, I think at a youth age, they don't do it because there's always one kid who knows how to do it better than everyone else, right? And it, you know, 8U, 10U, whatever, 12U, if one kid knows how to check, he can kind of dominate the game because he's the only kid on the ice who knows how to check, you know? Because, like, not every kid yeah. has a dad that's like, this is how you got to check and slam them into the hallways every time they walk by, you know, or an older brother, mm-hmm. you know? But what happens is that that same learning curve is happening now when the game is faster, and everyone's bigger. Yeah. So instead of your your ten year old getting hit by a another you know ten year old that's you know twenty thirty pounds heavier at most, now you're fourteen and there's one kid who's a hundred pounds heavier than your little kid, like like literally taking your kid's head off mm-hmm. because the game has gotten faster and faster and faster and he's like oh wait there's checking now, yeah. and yes there's a lot of drills you're supposed to like push body contact and like running into each other. And like at practice, that is probably one of the best things that can happen is kids to bump and hit in a controlled scenario. I agree. That's why I think practice, practicing how to take a hit and practicing how to get hit, not just hitting, but how to take a hit and understanding the mechanics of hitting allows you to be a better player on the ice. I mean, I don't know how many times kids came to hit me in high school, and I would knock them down because I knew the mechanics of a hit yeah. and when to, if you want to say, brace yourself or, you know, plant your feet or whatever. And I think understanding that helps kids because if so, if kids are just light on their feet and they get hit, like, they're going to go flying, you know. Yeah. And I think that's where some of those big injuries and, you know, fall, hit your head are going to come from, you know. And then, yeah. then that, like, idea of, like, oh, that slew foot, it's like, well, now – if you want to say that enforcer mentality come in, it's like, well, it's not necessarily a like, oh, well, let's go out. Let's take our, our big hit and get that one minute 30 and we'll serve our time. It's more of like, well, now it's a controlled environment. Now it's the real game. Like, yeah, I think that there is a little bit more of a, well, I know I can get hit and there might not be a repercussion from it because it's part of the game. Yeah, because now we got a lot of parents who are like, that was a dirty hit. We need to like... And then you got like parents that want to call the state, call the this and this and this. And it's like, it happened in a game. It, it happened. Yes, it sucks, but it happened. But now you spend the next three weeks trying to like 
take care of it, want to know if it's dirty, trying to find video, this and this, you know, yeah. like trying to dissect it. It was like, but if we could have just did something in the game, mm-hmm. you know, and that is the whole thing in the NHL and like policing the players, police the game. Yeah. So, and not that we need to like enforce fighting at 10 years old, which I, I don't like fighting at that age, you know. Don't like I, cheap shots. Everyone's there to play hockey. Nobody yeah. wants to get hurt. But the reason why that kid knows why he can get away with that cheap shot is he's probably only going to sit in the box for a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah. And he can get back out and he can do it again. And he can do it again. Yeah. And he knows that nobody on their team is going to do anything because, eh, they don't want to get a penalty. Yeah. So. Because everyone's top. Don't get penalties. <laughs> yeah. Even though what's a, what's a minute and a half in the box, you know, in a yeah. hockey game. <laughs> the morale boost, you know. Yeah. Most teams aren't practicing the power play. Most teams don't know how to run a power play. And you can usually, you know, like if you want to learn how to play youth hockey, I mean, there, there's a lot of teams that just two guys in the slot, get it back to the D at the net, get it back to the D in the net, get it behind the net into the slot. Like that's mm-hmm. how a lot of youth hockey's win at this age yeah. is by the system. But like, honestly, if you want to be a good youth hockey team that grows into a better hockey team, teach skills, teach hard skating and hard on the puck. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing drives me more bananas and our team did it so much this weekend. We're like, the kid has the puck on the boards, the opposing team, and our player skates fast to him and then stops two feet, three feet short of him and then watches him play. And you're like, you, you, like, you, were, the, you were the hare. You, now the tortoise, you know, mm-hmm. is going to win. Like, you yeah. know, like you, you got almost there and then stopped. 90%. It was that last 10% you needed. Yeah, yeah. Like the last 10% is what's going to change, be a factor in the game. Yeah. So, like, there's not two for flinching in hockey. <laughs> but, all right, well, this has been a great episode. been a lot of fun to be back in the studio with Benny. Getting it it's good done. to be back. Good, good to, be back. to be back. And hopefully we'll be back. We missed two at 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Oh, son of a gun. But, well, better luck next year. 3-3-3-3-3. Three, 3-3-3-3. Three, 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 three. <laughs> three, 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 three. 11 years later. All right, Benny. Have a good week. All right.